Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. So Biden wants credit for creating an average, you believe this, an average of 550,000 jobs a month. Oz tells, told me I mentioned this at the end of the program on Friday, and um, I think I did, but I want to explain it here for a segment just to point out really what in the world is going on here. This to me is a case study in what the left does and how they try to manipulate, deceive uh, mislead folks. Same thing with COVID. Brett Baer was asking uh, the CDC director about the numbers, how many folks have actually died from COVID. She can't tell us. She doesn't know. She doesn't know how many people died uh, with COVID versus from COVID. She assures us the numbers are there. We'll get this. Is I'm telling you, this stupid little graph that they tweeted from the White House on what was it, I guess Friday, um, bragging about how many jobs Biden created is actually a pretty good template for how they handle everything. Hope you had a great weekend, my friends. Email Todd at com. Hitting the ground running here as we get into uh, 2022, which is crazy to think about. But let's talk about this here off the top of the program. White House tweets this out Friday under President Biden. The economy has created more jobs per month than un, under, under any other president ever. That's the tweet from at White House. And then there's a little graph here that shows President Biden created. I will say this. At least they got the first part of this right because they didn't say that Biden created these jobs. And I'm sure someone on that communications team wanted the tweet to read that. I think I'm sure someone wanted Biden to be credited with actually creating the job. Uh, but it says here the economy has created, which kudos. To, I don't know how a leftist figured this out. This has to be a mistake. Somebody missed this through the editing process because leftists think that jobs are created by the government. It's actually 100% incorrect, 180 degrees out of whack, but Anyway, they got that part of the tweet right. But however, they have this graph. And if you can you can't see it on radio, obviously, or on the podcast, but it's got this graph, and it goes back one, two, three, four, five, six, six previous presidents before President Joseph R. Biden. Of course, Trump, it shows Trump averaged a I'm ballparking it here because this graph is it doesn't have all the numbers. It's just uh, you know graphically depicts rough estimates 50,000 so you're we're supposed to believe now now let me explain that why this turns out to be the case we're supposed to believe that trump remember how the economy was i know that they don't want you to remember this they don't want me to remember this they want it this is why they want to pass the for the people act because they don't want to they don't want to have to campaign on anything they want to 
silence effectively any sort of free campaign speech. They want to make sure that they can draw the districts that they want. They don't want these Republican state legislatures to do that as well. They don't want to have to run on anything that they've done thus far uh, in this last (laughs) pathetic, absolutely deplorable year that's been ushered in and brought to you and me courtesy of today's Democrat Party. So instead, they want to tweet these things that are very, very deceptive. In fact, I wish a, a real fact checker would take, maybe someone has, I just haven't haven't seen it. I'm sure none of the big name fact checkers are, are, are on this. But here's what it says. This graphic, jobs created by President Biden averages 550,000 a month. Trump averaged a negative, a net negative of 50-some-plus thousand jobs that Trump lost per month. Obama, it shows here, created, what is it, 100-and-some thousand per month. Bush, it looks like, created maybe 10,000 a month. Clinton, of course, they say here, created uh, 200-and-some thousand. And it just goes on down, down the line here. You know why this is the case. You know why this is the case. Biden did not do anything. In fact, the things Biden did made this number that they're attributing to him smaller. This economy would have come back quicker and better and stronger. In fact, if the Democrats were really interested in building it back better, they would get the heck out of the way and quit doing the things that they do that harm the economy, that harm free markets, that increase inflation, that cause people to be skeptical, to be pessimistic about this new year, right? They would stop all that, but they don't want to do that for multiple reasons. But they want to credit Biden effectively for every job that came back during his tenure as president that was lost during the COVID pandemic. Do you remember? Do you recall? Do you know how many jobs that we lost during COVID-19? Do you know that number? 22 million jobs. 22 million jobs were lost over the, from, from the pandemic. In fact, if you look at a graph, which I have, Let me pull it up here, an unemployment graph, and you look at the number of jobs that were lost in March and April of 2020, I mean, it it falls off the cliff. We had 150-some million jobs, and it fell to 130-some million jobs virtually overnight, virtually overnight. These jobs plummeted. The direct result, now hear me out here. The direct result, we could say, of COVID-19, but I don't think that that is completely accurate. It's, I don't want to say that nothing had to do with COVID-19, none of these losses, because I don't think that that's fair and accurate. But I do think, I do think it's fair and accurate to say from both COVID-19 and our government's inept responses to COVID-19. And so we lost 22 million some odd jobs. And the Biden administration, the audacity of this is beyond my comprehension. Now, I guess 
I understand there's no <laughs> there's no harm here to tweet this because the people that read it on Twitter that don't have a clue what's going on are just, you know, who are leftists, who are Biden supporters or whatever. They're anti-Trumpers. They're not really Biden supporters, but they're going to read this and they're going to say, man, this guy is something else. Republicans are not letting this guy just do what he needs to do to build back better. He's done all this without any sort of support from Republicans. Heck, he has a guy in his own party named Joe Manchin who's blocking his ability to improve upon these numbers. That is how the left thinks, my friends. And I say think, it's feel. There's not a lot of thinking here. The ones who are trying to, you know, the, the, the spin doctors, the PR folks, they are trying to manipulate this. They'll put thought into it as into how to use it to deceive and mislead people. But the idea, the idea that Joe Biden's policies have ushered in an average of 500 <laughs> And 50,000 jobs or whatever the exact number is here per month, per month in his tenure, that his decisions and actions have caused, have led to this is beyond preposterous, beyond preposterous. I wish I would say, what, explain it to us. Give us one example. Give us one example of a policy instituted by Biden that's done anything that's responsible for any of this, right? In fact, if you want to be fair about this and if you want to look at actual numbers and cause and effect, you would see that things like inflation is Biden's fault. You would see that things like the crisis, and yes, it's a crisis along the southern border, is Biden's fault. You know, by the way, I've, I think... I think on this trip during the Truth Tour, now this is a multi, multi-phase little uh, journey that we're on, and we're now currently uh, in the Sarasota, Florida region. But we, I think when we had West on I-10 here later this winter to go to Arizona, I'm going to, I'm seriously contemplating seeing if there's a way to, to – I've already kind of poked around with this, but I think I, I'm interested in visiting the border to, to tell you to, to tell you what I see, right? To tell you, well, more importantly, what the people down there who are witnessing the things, you know, what's going on and so forth, I want, I want to share that with you, right? Because we are dependent upon a bunch of jokers who don't want to talk about it in the media because the Democrats don't want to talk about it. Of course, they do want to bring people in and then have cities like New York uh, give these illegal immigrants the opportunity to cast ballots. Now, just for the local elections, right? You can't, you can't do federal elections. Wink, wink. I mean, who <laughs> does someone think that there's no one here illegally that's casting? But this is bizarre to me. I, I tell people I've said on the show before, I'm supposed to believe that 2.2 to 2.5 million illegal aliens crossed the border, southern border, in 2021. They crossed the border, but not one of them will ever even contemplate the possibility of illegally crossing the threshold of a voting booth. Am I supposed? Are we supposed to believe this? Does this sound logical and reasonable to you? In fact, you look at the the. These folks that are coming here, and again, I don't fault people for wanting to come here, by the way. I think that 
it's actually if, if if the Democrats' vision, or I should say, the way that they talk about America is accurate, nobody would want to come here. Democrats are dead wrong as to what this country is. This country is a beautiful place, a wonderful place, as insofar as they haven't ruined it with these policies they're trying to push through since Biden and Democrats have been running the show. But, but um, I don't blame folks for wanting to come here because it's actually consistent with someone like you know my perspective on America. You know, most red-blooded folks in flyover country and and patriotic folks along the blue coast who are simply outnumbered by the radicals. We love this country. We understand why people want to come here. I don't fault anyone for wanting to come to this country. I do fault people for breaking our laws, and I fault our government, including Democrats in the House, and by the way, Republicans too, who are okay with this, who look at this as, as cheap labor, which is awful thing to say, but it is, I think, an accurate depiction of what's going on um i it's it's just it's unbelievable what's happening there again direct result of policies instituted not just by biden but by the left and candidly by some republicans who just don't want uh to to take a firm enough stand the the one well the, the politician that led the charge on securing the border president trump uh, made tremendous headway. Still not enough. But there's all these things that are going wrong with this country that they don't want to talk about. They don't want to debate. They don't want to even get mention of in the media. The economy is not in good condition as far as it being built upon solid fundamental principles. We still have a lot of uncertainty out there. We have recovered by and large the losses that were incurred from the COVID pandemic pertaining to jobs. But Biden didn't fix that. Remember, Biden told us he was going to shut down the virus. That's what he told us. And he's not come through on that, even in the slightest. Now, as I've said, I've been consistent on this. I never expected Biden to shut down the virus. The virus was going to have a life of its own. The virus was microscopic, is microscopic is passed in ways that I don't even think we can remotely wrap our heads around. The idea that some little piece of paper mask <clears throat> or you know, wearing three of those masks or whatever Fauci tells us to do next is, is insane. But the jobs, people, we have adjusted. We have, there's certainly you know, times when there's hot spots of COVID. There, there's, and, and that's... Uh, at least with this wave of Omicron going to be the case, it may continue to be the case. But the good, there's good news. The good news is that even the New York Times, even the CDC, is now acknowledging this is not anywhere near as lethal. In fact, the New York Times, as previous variants, and the New York Times actually stumbled into truth somehow. I don't know how this happens from time to time over there, but they did. And they said that this is in line actually even less, slightly less lethal than an average flu virus, this particular variant. This should be, this should come as, as great news, but it's still being used by the Democrats, by the left, the radical left who holds office under the title of Democrat in today's Democrat Party. They don't represent, they don't represent the Democrats that I normally encounter. They do represent the radical fringe left. 
but they don't represent the rank-and-file average Democrat voter. And I wish more Democrats would realize that. But Biden wants credit. Biden wants credit for the jobs that came back <laughs> that were lost during COVID. I mean, it's preposterous to think he's, he's averaged based upon his performance. He has averaged uh, 550,000 new jobs a month. It's just, it's silly. It's, it's beyond, it's not even close to believable. It's not even factoring. And this is an example of how you can make numbers and statistics say whatever you want. Because what we do know is that this Democrat party that we have today that's run by the left does not have economic principles that are worth building anything on. They don't know how to build anything back better. I don't even know if they don't know how to build it back, period. But building it back better is not anything on their uh, in the realm of possibilities for them. In fact, it's not even the job of government to do some of these things that they claim to be able to do. And so they take credit for this because they know the truth. The truth is they have created – they've taken – a tough situation, and made it worse. They have. And you can point to specific examples of this, right? And you can see the hypocrisy, the double standard. Just, it's it's an election year, and they are running scared. Pelosi's trying to tell folks how to run, to try to, you know, run on this Build Back Better principle, this package and all this sort of stuff. Mansion and cinema are standing against the filibuster, at least you know, removing the filibuster, at least for now. That kills Build Back Better, at least for the time being. I'm not completely convinced that's gone away. But they've got nothing in reality, nothing real to share with the American people as to reasons to be optimistic as far as what they've done, what they plan to do, the things that they've done as far as you know, creating a positive impact on the lives of Americans. Fact it's created a very negative impact on many of your lives, the things that they have done, and all of our lives insofar as they've created this inflationary mess. So they just make stuff up, or they take something out of context and tell you that Biden's created 550,000 jobs. Ridiculous. Beyond ridiculous to make that assertion, but yet here we are, my friends. Quick timeout, lots of other things to get to here as the program unfolds, including... Uh, this a little clip from Brett Baer speaking with the CDC director about the actual number of deaths that were caused by COVID. Suddenly, CDC doesn't even know. Doesn't even know. I'm not making this up, and I'll explain that, set that up, and we'll do that next segment. Sit tight, my friends. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I am your host, the one and only Todd Huff. Back here in just a minute. back my friends by the way it is that time of year in central indiana when it is cold and you may be looking to have your make sure your furnace is operating efficiently make sure that there's not a larger problem make sure that it can keep up with the cold weather if you're interested in taking a look at that if you're concerned about it consider reaching out to my friends at economy heating air conditioning and plumbing Find out more information by visiting them online, economyheatingandair.com. That's economyheatingandair.com. So I want to play 
a couple of sound bites here. I want to play a sound bite from the CDC director, which I alluded to last segment. And I want to set this up. I'm trying to decide what order I want to play these because one of these led to the other. Right? So I guess I'll start here. This is Brett Bear talking with the CDC uh, director, Dr. Rochelle Walensky, and he asks her, because he, right now, I, I mean, I'm estimates, right? Estimates are the current count of, of COVID deaths since this started, and this is important, since it started in March of 2020 in the United States, 836,000 people have been counted as COVID deaths, okay? Now, as we've said on this program before, as you know, there's a difference between dying with COVID and dying from COVID. And there's been some atrocious, I mean, just some egregious examples of the way that they've counted someone as, as a COVID death. I literally read of one that was a motorcycle accident back, I don't know when this was. I think this was probably... You know what? That might have been in 2020. Time goes so fast. Um, and there, there's other examples. There's been examples. I've had people tell me that they've had, um, you know, a relative that they've had marked as a COVID death that they were in the hospital for. I think maybe cancer, things like th- things like this. And so it's always been the case that if you died with COVID, which dare I. At, Say state the obvious here. Anytime a person dies of anything, it's it's sad, right? It's not more sad or less sad. It, it it's just it is it's sad, right? And um, no one is uh, is saying COVID. Well, I'm sure someone is, but I'm not saying COVID's not a real thing. I'm just simply saying I'm saying what Fauci is finally saying. Which we don't re- we don't really know the numbers, and that's what Brett Baer is asking Doctor uh, Walensky here, the CDC director. He asks her how many of the eight hundred thirty six thousand deaths in the U.S. linked to COVID are from COVID, or how many are with COVID. And there's a difference, right? Again, you can go to the hospital, as Fauci says in another clip I'm going to play. You can go in with a broken leg and appendicitis, be tested, have COVID. And the hospitalization say that that's a COVID hospitalization. And that came back at the very his his comments came uh, the week I was out, uh, December thirtieth, I think, is when I when I saw that end of last year, saying that childhood or you know children who have been hospitalized with COVID is actually he was saying not as high as we think it is because there's these cases where kids are going in with other ailments and problems and so forth. Um, and so that's led to this question and listen to the response. And I I want you to remember, he didn't ask her, he didn't ask her from, from Omicron, how many people have died with or from COVID. He asked of the total 836,000 deaths that have been counted as COVID deaths, how many of these, which folks, we started counting almost two years ago, almost two years ago. And I want you to listen to this answer. Is this an acceptable answer 
from an organization, from a bureaucratic organization, the CDC. Is this acceptable from our government? Two years. I don't expect her to have things from last week figured out. Maybe not even last month. Maybe not even last quarter. But 2020? Had the first half of 2021? I mean, come on. That's unacceptable. Here's this exchange, and I want you to listen to her response. Do you know how many of the 836,000 deaths in the U.S. linked to COVID are from COVID, or how many are with COVID, but they had other comorbidities? Do you have that breakdown? Um, Yes, of course. With Omicron, we're following that very carefully. Our death registry, of course, um, takes a few weeks to and uh, takes a few weeks to collect. Um, And of course, Omicron has just been with us for a few weeks, but those data will be forthcoming. Mm -hmm. Forthcoming. That's not exactly a term I would use to describe our CDC. Forthcoming. What do you mean a couple of weeks? He didn't ask you about Omicron. He said, how many of the 836,000 deaths in the U.S. linked to COVID-19, which go back to the spring of 2020? How many of those? I mean, that's not a couple weeks, Dr. Walensky, with all due respect. That's not how, I mean, that's that's a couple of years at this point. Still don't know or you don't want to share? I mean, what, what are you really saying here? And again, this sort of question is the direct response, or I guess the direct result of this. This was Fauci back at the end of last year on MSNBC talking about, well, responding to concerns that there are more child hospitalizations with COVID at that particular point in time here a couple of weeks ago than we had seen previously. And I want you to hear his response because, folks, the reason I say this and I think this is so important is because we've been saying I, you can go back to this program for eight, in 18 months ago and find an example. I didn't do this before we started broadcasting today, but we could go back and find – I'm not a scientist. I don't work at the CDC, but I do follow what's being done. You follow what's being done and said, and it was obvious that the counts were nowhere near – accurate. And again, I'm not downplaying the the impact COVID-19 has had. What I am saying is that the deaths that we were given were not accurate. We knew that. We knew that we didn't know exactly the number uh, of deaths, but we knew that whatever they were telling us was not actually accurate. There's no way. There's no way that any fair-minded, logical, informed person could Conclude anything besides what I just said there. Now, listen to Dr. Fauci. Now, this is almost two years into this, and he just now decides, just now decides to use this in explaining that it's not as bad as the numbers may suggest as it pertains to child hospitalizations. But this applies to all adults. This applies to all variants. This applies to how deaths were counted as well. Let's listen to Dr. Fauci. And again, this is why Dr. Walensky was asked this question by Brett Bear because Fauci now is on record, and I want to play it for you just because they're going to deny this at some point. Probably. Who knows? Never know with these jokers. Here you go. But the other important thing is that if you look at the children who are hospitalized, many of them are hospitalized with COVID as opposed to because of COVID. And what we mean by that, if a child goes in the hospital, they automatically get tested for COVID. And they get counted 
as a COVID-hospitalized individual, when in fact they may go in for a broken leg or appendicitis or something like that. So it's overcounting the number of children who are, quote, hospitalized with COVID as opposed to because of COVID. So there there you have it, right? There it is. Where was this back when we were implementing draconian measures, going back to what I talked about first, the first segment, when we we lost 22 million jobs? Where was this rhetoric when people were suffering from other problems, when suicide rates were higher? Did you see – I got to take a break here. But the number of deaths in the military due to suicide, I believe – well, it's it's higher than COVID, and I think it's even a multiplier higher than COVID. I'll grab that and share that with you after the break. But think about the destruction these jokers have allowed and, and have have unleashed, allowed to wreak havoc on this country. And I understand when we were feeling our way through this at the beginning, <sighs> to the degree which we were feeling our way through this, I. I Whatever you, I don't want to talk about that at the moment. But as we, when it was new, we were learning things, right? People, I, I have the ability to extend grace and understanding, but we're two years into this, folks. And he's just now thinking of sharing that important little tidbit, right? I mean, would we be kicking five year olds out of restaurants in New York City if folks really understood what he just said? Probably still, but at least there'd be a stronger pushback against it because Americans would be more actually informed as to this uh, just the degree to which they've they've misled us in many instances or not given us the full story at least quick time out long in the segment back in just a minute welcome back my friends yes i pulled up the uh the, the sad the sad numbers here um, that I referenced last segment, as reported by Fox News, nearly twice as many military members died from suicide July through September than from coronavirus. Whoa. See, I was even wrong. I mean, that it's even worse, larger than I... I, I, I skimmed the headline the first time, and now I'm telling you it's it's even bigger than I uh, said last segment. This is terrible. This this is what I mean. There's no there's no context. There's no there's no concern for anything other than you know COVID spreading. And again, I'm not saying that COVID doesn't kill people, but folks, other things kill people. Other things destroy people's lives. Headline here, nearly twice as many military members died from suicide July to September than from coronavirus since the pandemic's start. Since the start. So July, August, September, that's the third quarter of last year. More mili- tw- Nearly twice as many military members died from suicide. That is I have you have you heard this? I mean, anything like that? I, I know that folks that follow this closely, and you might find an article here or there. But in comparison with COVID, 
right? And the, the draconian measures that we're told, by golly, you're going to do this or else. My wife was just telling me Australia, Australia, the northern, whatever they are, states or provinces or whatever, um, you can't go, you can't leave the house to work or exercise or really anything. You can leave the house for three reasons if you're unvaccinated, and I forget. One was to go to the grocery store maybe. They let you do that. Um, one was, to, of course, to get vaccinated, and the other was, oh, if you're caring for an elderly family member or friend, no word. If You know the way these, these stupid rules work. It's probably if they're 65. If someone's 64, nope. Can't care for them. This this is what I mean. The stupidity and the inability to balance other real concerns, which, of course, is something else we've pointed out since the beginning. You know, when the dust settles on this, when the dust settles on this and the real information comes out, we're going to see just how right people who have been making conservative arguments have been throughout this whole pandemic. Um at least when you look at the other factors, right? When you look at uh, the, the damage that's done to shutting down schools, the damage that's done to shutting down the economy. I mean, t- unbelievable damage. The the creation of circumstances that cause people to go into depression and become suicidal. And I don't want to link all those to, to COVID because that's uh, – folks, unfortunately, have – you know, committed suicides throughout all periods of time, not just during COVID, but the numbers. I mean, you, you just look at this and you think, how can we, how can someone who's really interested in minimizing pain and trying to navigate these things responsibly and wisely, respecting liberty and freedom, do some of these things? And they can't. That's the thing, folks. They can't. The things that we've been forced to believe and accept and told to shut up, and if we ask, even if we ask a question, they will shut you down on Facebook or wherever. You're not allowed to ask that. How dare you even raise a question in that regard? Kind of leads me to the next thing I want to talk about here in the time we have remaining, which is this this For the People Act, which Nancy Pelosi here is trying to somehow push through. It doesn't look promising at this point, but then again, folks, I do not put anything past uh, the Democrats. I don't put anything past Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, whatever they can concoct here. But as of right now, we've got Cinema and Joe Manchin who don't want to do away with the filibuster, and there's no way for this stuff to pass unless they do that. So we'll see if they can continue to, to hold firm. We just got to get through. Well, we got a ways to get through. We got to get through the election, and then, of course, um, hopefully Republicans win and this stuff can be stopped completely in its tracks. But they they continue to just blow through all of these safety rails, all of these other factors, all that matters to them. All that matters to them is pushing the same narrative, single-minded focus, COVID, 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 or uh, at the destruction or at the, at the risk of destroying everything else we have here in this great country. Quick time out, my friends, back here in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. By the way, here, just waning, waning moments. I wanted to 
I'll maybe talk about this uh, depending on what happens between now and the show tomorrow. Um, but I will um, talk about HR1. That's what I wanted to talk about here. Um, HR1, which is now what the Democrats are shifting gears to move towards. They've, I told Oz during the break, they've kind of given up for the time being on passing the Build Back Better agenda. One point whatever trillion dollars, which is a deceitful, misleading number, just like Biden's tweet. The White House has tweeted about unemployment, which I talked about at the top of the show. But um, H.R. 1 is awful as well. I, I would say H.R. 1 may even be worse uh, because of w- what it would seek to do. Effectively, it would nationalize elections, which is not a constitutional concept. State legislatures have control over the, the elections of individual states. But this H.R. 1 would force states to do early voting, I think a minimum of 15 days of early voting, automatic voter registration, which would be a nightmare. That registers individuals, not even citizens. So you would have people who aren't even eligible to vote being registered. You would have duplicates. You would have all sorts of things. They would also force same-day registration, which what can possibly go wrong with that? Um, online voter registration, no-fault absentee ballots. Folks, some of that stuff may not mean a whole lot to you, but basically think hacking and think fraud because that's what those two things would open the door for. And they say this is all in response to trying to stop Trump and a future Republican from staging a coup on January 6th, 2021. Absolutely preposterous. Quick time out. Back in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. I And again, time permitting as we get later into the week, I'll go through this again. But this For the People Act, which is what Nancy Pelosi now wants to focus on, will also ban state voter ID laws. <laughs> um... Prevent election. I'm, I'm. By the way, I'm looking at Heritage Foundation's website when I'm looking at all the problems for this. They've done an analysis of this of this legislation. This was done about a year ago. It, there's probably even worse things that are in it now. But that being said, um, it's it's just per- unbelievable. Bas- I told Oz this during the break, and I'll get in trouble for this. But basically, this is legalizing everything that the Democrats or that fraudsters were accused of doing in the 2020 election. This will basically this will basically legalize a lot of that stuff. Vote harvesting. People can pick up ballots. Um, people and, and take them as a, as a group of ballots somewhere else, right? I mean, again, it's unbelievable what they want to do. This is a recipe for stealing elections. I got to go. SDG. See you tomorrow. Take care. The 